Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Serious Issues, a Whitley What Comic Book Podcast. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. You know what we are. You listen every week. We're the same thing as that we were last week and every week before that. Yep. Absolutely. My, my name is still Evans. My name is still... Oh, I was going to try and come up with a funny name and I'm moving too slow. My name's Siobhan. You've got That's one. pretty silly. Shinbone. That's pre- oh, yeah. yeah. Shinbone. Yeah, Siobhan, Siobhan is pretty silly. You're right. Siobhan is pretty silly. Uh, and every week we record at King's Comics in Sydney, 310 Pitt Street, Sydney, or kingscomics.com. Mm-hmm. We record at a website, everybody. We record at a website. Come visit us. It's, it's lots of room in here. It's like hackers. Every single week we review all the comic books that came out last week. And uh, we begin every episode by reviewing all the number one issues that came out last week. And Siobhan... What yeah. a crazy week for number ones. There's a lot of them. We got a shadow drop. That's my, yeah. favorite, that's my favorite word for 2018. Yeah, what? It's when you, you when you drop something unannounced. In the video game world, it's when they like do like a press conference and then, then they'll be like, and it's available right now. Whoa, and that the, shit's crazy. The comic book equivalent of that is um, what Image did this week. Shipping something to us without telling us what it was. So they shipped it as... Like what? The, what? What was it called in the in the, in the codes? Retailer incentive. That's was right. that it. So so no me. one knew what what this retail incentive was. They just knew that it was, and they were getting a certain amount of it. Yeah. Apparently, it had been matched to Robert Kirkman's last book, Oblivion Song. So mm-hmm. whatever you ordered mm-hmm. of that book, you got of this book, which is a new Robert Kirkman book, uh, featuring art by Chris Burnham, um, yes, called please. Die Die Die. Unfortunately, not about the New Zealand post punk band. Don't big fan, Siobhan? Big fan. But cool. Um, so, yeah, written by Robert Kirkman with Scott M. Gimple, art by Chris Burnham, colors by Nathan Fairbarn. Um, this is a, a book called Die, Die, Die. And uh, no one knew it existed until nope. it was suddenly available to buy. That's suddenly on your shelves. I think that's really, really cool. Because yeah. I fucking love shadow dropping. Usually retailer incentives from Diamond are not good. And make us sad. This was an okay retailer incentive. Can you give us examples of things that have made you sad? Well, like usually in the past they would ship stuff to us, but we would still have to pay the shipping. Ha ha ha. Cool. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> All the shit we didn't order. Cheers. Appreciate it. Yep. They also send us like variants of things that no one wants. Sure. Cool. Thanks, Diamond. Thanks, Diamond. Um, so Die, Die, Die is a book about spies. Was it? God, I did kind read of. this. What happened in it? <laughs> so it's it's described oh, yeah. on the cover as a blood-soaked, bullet-riddled, ultra-violent mayhem 
And did you know it Skybound. had like 10 different covers because the speech balloons are different on all of the covers? Oh, that's pretty fun. Yeah, that's pretty fun, right? Um, Cute. Yeah, and uh, I'm a massive fan of uh, Chris Burnham as an artist. Um, Absolutely. Introduced to him um, through uh, the Grant Morrison Batman and Robin and Batman Incorporated series yep. that he did uh, art for. He did all the Batman Inc. art. Um, and uh, he also did a, a book with Morrison uh, called Nameless through Image a while ago. Oh, yeah. I was I a huge fan of that. that. Yeah. Uh, but this is him kind of uh, doing, I guess, the same kind of book that I would see him doing with someone like Mark Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something a bit, uh, someone's like nose gets chopped off in pretty like gory detail fairly quick, like early on in this um, issue. And then, and that's the, that's the main character. That's main character's yeah. nose, you know, you, it's, on the, it's on the front cover. How does he smell? Four pages, like, disgusting. He there smells disgusting. Because <laughs> he also shat himself. No, I don't know. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Does he? Page four. No, he doesn't go. actually. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so basically it's about um, like a secret society, secret agents um, working for um, the president who in this world is someone, in this in this book is someone that looks like Hillary Clinton, I guess. Yeah. Got really foul-mouthed Hillary Clinton. Um, and uh, yeah, th- there's, some, there's some fun moments in here where they, they work out how to take down somebody who deserves it the best way possible mm-hmm. um, by like basically lining up all these cards to fall so that he's in the right place at the right time for them to take him out. Yeah, it's um, not just about killing people. Sometimes it's about giving them vouchers. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, this uh, book opens with the kind of main spy um, who is kind of acted out all of the kind of big acts that we see uh, mentioned in this issue uh, captured um, after he gets his nose chopped off. Yes. Um, and uh, the book, at the end of the book, we are introduced to his brother, or mm-hmm. rather, two of his brothers. Mm-hmm. So I guess this book, um, I guess each of the three dies in the in the title refer to a different brother because there are three brothers. Uh. Maybe you reckon all their names are die? I hope so. Possibly. Um, yeah, I thought this was um, a, a great book to look at. Um, Chris Burnham is a, is a wonderful, um, a violent artist. Yeah, um, I, I really enjoyed the books that he wrote with Joe. He did with Joe Casey years yep. ago. One of which was made into a movie. Um, that one about the the cop. I can't remember. I don't. Whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and Kirkman gives him lots of really great things to uh, to to draw. Um, it's a it's a much wordier uh, book than Kirkman usually does mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. because it is a comedy book, I guess first and foremost. Uh, and uh, whether or not you are a fan of uh, Robert Kirkman's humor. Yeah, um, to be honest, I didn't realize that it was supposed to be a comedy. I understand that like it's lighthearted, but I sort of thought it was more of like an action, ultra violency thing. I mean, it's a comedy in the same way that Garth Ennis yeah. books can be comedy. Um, this this very much felt like him trying to do his take on Garth Ennis humor. So it's an American doing it was like, Scottish humor. It was like Irish humor. Like, Irish, Irish, yes. Who's Irish? Garth Ennis. Is he? No, he's not. Isn't he? Why is he always right about fucking Ireland all the time? I don't know. Why again? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know how much I liked this in the sense that like it reminded me of a Garth Ennis book. Mm, definitely. I was like, meh. Um, I enjoyed it mostly because of the art, um, but yeah. I definitely enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Oblivion Song, and I made it through yes. four issues of that, so I'm going to give this probably the same. Yeah, nice. Um, or at least a 10 to. Um, but yeah, um, check it out. If, if your store still has um, copies, I reckon this, this would have sold very well because of the kind of surprise nature of it. Yeah. Um, people would have been getting excited about it. So I assume it did. Uh, did this sell very well, Jim? Die, die, die. Oh, it was free. It was free. So it sold, it uh, sold amazingly. It's, why is there a three ninety nine pro- cover price? I don't know. If it's free. That's bizarre. I don't know. Maybe it's King's just lost out on a bunch of money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
for free, so we thought we'd give them away. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so nice. King's, King's Comics gave them away for free. Because they were sent over here for free, they gave them away for free. Because we're nice. Good guys, King's. We're the best. Through Nintendo Mystery, kingscomics.com. Um, so it did, it did go pretty well. There you go. And anything Robert Kirkman's going to sell really well. Yeah, totally. Uh, so the image book that uh, number one that I enjoyed the most this week is by Rob Gilroy, who is the writer and artist uh, of it. Um, I've previously only uh, seen his work as an artist. He was the main artist on Chew. The I didn't realize he didn't write that. Image series. That no, was written by John Lehman. Okay. Um, and so this is his first, uh, first, first thing that he's done as a writer as well. First yeah. uh, series as a writer. Um, it's called Farmhand. Um, and uh, it's about a um, a young family um, who uh, the fa- the father of the family goes to like they say the whole family goes to visit their father's estranged father, who has been uh, crucial in the uh, development of stem cells. Stem cell research, and and uh, he basically found a way to make trees that like grow arms and shit. So uh, for like you know donors, you don't, you don't need donors anymore because trees grow. There's a kidney tree. Go and, get a fresh and an kidney. An arm tree, and like uh, if you've if you've ever read an issue of Chew, you'll know straight away that this is the perfect book for absolutely for, for uh, Gilroy to draw. He's 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 a very unique, fun, cartoony. Like I can so imagine this as like his style is like a you know nineties Nicktoon. Absolutely, um, Ren and Stimpy vibes. Definitely. Almost, but it's it, he's very good at that sort of like. Real gross out, but it's so cartoony you almost don't notice. Yep, totally. Um, and Chu had that in spades, and this I, does as well. I don't think it's like the colours. Uh, something about this that um, very neony, toxic. Yeah, colours are by Taylor Wells. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like it when it's not going full neon, but I understand why it's doing the neon stuff in some of the pages. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, this this basically is like you know at its core uh, a story about you know rekindling a relationship with your estranged father. Um, and you and you're bringing your new family along with you, um, and uh, also it's about crazy stem cell research and uh, a new new scientific findings and child ninjas. The, yeah, so basically there are spies from all over the world who are trying to infiltrate um, the father's research and and steal things away so they can try and emulate his research, um, and that'll also be like a, you know kind of ongoing plot of the future. But he might be a bad guy. Yeah, this was this was a ton of fun, and it's clear that like Gilroy definitely learnt a lot while um, as a writer while working as an artist on on, on Chew because this felt quite thematically similar, not just from an art point of view. Um, Absolutely, and this is not something that like I've never read Chew because the concept and art never heaps appealed to me. Um, you would so have loved I was it. Real prepared to not enjoy this, but I actually enjoyed it in spite of myself. There you go. I thought this was good fun, good weird silly fun, and it's something so different. What a, what a bonkers idea! Totally. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Farmhand if you're after. Um, this is definitely a comedy book, right? But again, you know, it's a sort comic, of a comic with comedy in it, and also weird action and 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 families and and gross out stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't have said that there were any like laugh out loud gags in it, but the whole concept is sort of uneasily humorous, I suppose. Yep. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, Outpost Zero is the final of the uh, new image books that came out this week, um, and this was uh, written by uh, someone who's reg- usually an editor over at Skybound through Image, um, Sean Kelly McKeever. Um, he wrote this one and created it alongside the artist Alexandra Tefenkji. Tefeng- um, and we have uh, colours by Jean-Francois Bellou. Um and Outpost Zero is about a, um, a group of uh, teenagers who are stationed on an outpost in space. Um, and while their parents are either kind of, you know, helping grow things for the entire outpost to eat or out exploring through space, um, they kind of wait there for their destinies to uh, be decided for them because 
I think it's kind of they kind of follow their, their family's line of work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mystery uh, in the community, um, and uh, there is this uh, threat of a uh, the same thing that caused them to be stranded on this outpost in the first place. This um, crazy storm. Uh, space storm, I guess, mm. uh, is is on its way back over to their outpost. So w- what's going to happen? That was an incredibly succinct explanation of what happened in this book, considering I was sort of like, what's going on throughout yeah. the whole thing? Like there was a lot of world building in this. And, you know, we're always like, show, don't tell. But I could have done with like 5% more telling in this because I was a bit like, oh, this is a really long issue and I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I don't think that uh, this is a yeah. You're like I, I don't know. This this sounds exactly like something that I that, that I call for, which is like you yeah. know when it's so much world building. Um, actually, no, I, I complain about that a lot too. Mm. I complain about a lot of things, but yeah, this, we hate everything. <laughs> this was uh, I think this is the kind of book that I feel like you would be more forgiving of these first because like, it's a it's a bonus, it's an exercise issue. So yeah, you would be more forgiving of how much information you got in these first forty pages if it was a trade. Yes, yes, and you yes. knew that everything would be answered at some point. You know, it was all working towards something, but uh, they introduced way too many things in this first issue. I think, yeah, a lot. Um, and I know it was so you could learn who all the four characters and their families were before the massive "oh my god" moment of the final. But I think, and this is maybe just me, but by the end of the final, I was like, "Oh, okay," like what. It, it wasn't like a, a, a big oh shit moment because it would felt like it kind of dragged to get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I was sort of a bit like there wasn't enough difference between the designs of the characters for me to really lock on to any of them especially. I sort of I, – I felt like we were following too many people. Like I would have liked more – just one clear protagonist. Yep. Um, but as it was, it was just it, – it did feel a bit sort of meandering and bloated and um, unfocused maybe. Yeah. But um, I love the art and yeah, I do too. actually like the concept once it's come down to it. Um, and I think that this will read better in trade and I will read issue two. Okay. You know? All right. If you read issue two, I'll read issue two. All right. Deal. That's Outpost Zero. forget. Our final image, number one of the week. And we move over to Marvel, who've released two number ones this week, uh, starting with the long-awaited uh, return um, of the amazing Spider-Man. He's been gone for decades. <laughs> um, but this is a new series uh, taking over from the long-time writer uh, Dan Slott. We have Nick Spencer, um, who the last thing he did for, uh, for Marvel, or the last big... Was he made Captain America a Nazi? No, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't. Um, but yeah, Secret Empire was the last big Nick Spencer book. Um, of course, he then co-wrote the Donny Cates, with Donny Cates, the um, Doctor Strange uh Yes. Event thing as well, but yeah, this, this is his his big return to a um, ongoing Marvel book, um, and we were kind of, we, we've been kind of guessing for ages who who could potentially take over at Spider Man, and I and we definitely guessed Spencer at one point, and I also guessed that um, after he finished up at Invincible, um, that Ryan Otley would be a, a great Spider Man artist. What a perfect fit as well. And uh, so that's that's the uh, that's the creative team behind this book. Um, we have yeah Ryan Otley on art. Nick Spencer wrote this one. Um, and uh, at some point, I'll be able to let you know who the colorist was, because the colors are great on this. The colors are great, and Ryan Otley feels like a book that he has been meant to work on. That's not a sentence, but you know what I mean. Being he, meant to write on. No. Um, so this uh, it's a this is a, another big, uh, huge issue. Um, inked by Cliff Rathburn, uh, colors by Laura Martin. Good colors by Laura Martin. Definitely. And uh, this was uh, I, I don't know what I was expecting from um, from Nick Spencer, but um, I feel like I. Got, 
we, we had something else um, come out recently where it was, I guess like, you could compare it to Bendis taking over on Superman where you expect it to be this like drastically different new take, yeah. but instead it's like this kind of really back refined to back, to, back to basics yeah. approach. And that's what Spencer's done here. And uh, I, I really enjoyed this for the I most part. I did enjoy this yeah, a lot. Like, I'm, a, I'm a like number one Nick Spencer, um, always ready to like jump on anything he does and criticize it. Um, because I haven't enjoyed a lot of the superhero stuff or actually I haven't enjoyed a lot of stuff that he's done. Although I do quite like all the Hydra Cap stuff. Um, I like a superior foes of Spider-Man is probably my favorite thing that he's done in the past. Yeah, see, I didn't like that. And I sort of thought I might be a little bit annoyed by his Spider-Man, but I did actually find it pretty funny. I think he writes a pretty funny Spider-Man. Yeah, definitely. I like the like bringing MJ back as like and making them a couple again. I think that like is smart and it works and it's good. Um... I liked this. I thought this was cool. Yeah, and it's not just like, you know, the the, the familiar feels of having uh, Mary Jane and, and Peter back together again. Um, yeah. You've also got a lot of kind of like classic old villains in this. Mysterio. So looks like, yeah, it looks like Mysterio is going to be one of the main villains as well as um, uh, the Lizard. Yep, um, yes. Who we see show up um, at the end in a, um, a bonus uh, little story with art by Ramon Perez. Um featuring another of Nick Spencer's um, longtime written characters, Beetle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, this just felt like it didn't, it, it didn't feel like, when I say it didn't feel new, I don't mean that as like a, a complaint. Like, no, no, this, absolutely not. This just felt like, you know, someone who's, who's, who loves Spider-Man yes. getting to write his take on Spider-Man yes. and it being mostly, you know, pretty similar to the Spider-Mans that we've had before, but sometimes that's what you want from a Spidey book. For sure, absolutely. Taking the things that make the character great and just refining it into one book, um, especially after, like, I, I, I was a big fan of Dan Slott's whole run, but, like, it was very... Um, Techy. And also he created a lot of stuff sure. that then went along with Spider-Man throughout his whole run. Um, so kind of stripping a bit of that back... Um, I think it works. Making him a student again, that's pretty hilarious. Just constantly de-aging him. Totally. He just used, he had a tech company for Pete's sakes. Yeah. Um, Peter Parker's sex. Um, and uh, I enjoyed that, like, the kind of big drive, the big drama in Peter's life is that uh, he's been called out for plagiarizing yeah. Dr. Octopus's um, uh, paper. Like one of the papers that he submitted it when it, um, was was won by Doctor Octopus, and of course that was because at one point Doctor Octopus was Peter Parker. Yeah. But who's going to believe that? So um, it's for once it's not it's not Spider Man causing um, Peter Parker's problems. It's you know, well, it still is, I guess. Yeah. But just so the past. His but his mum is really really upset at him. His mum. I was. I kind of just. Aunt like, May. Sorry. <laughs> Aunt May. Of course, but fuck. Yeah, you're right. I was like bad. core part of his character, mate. My bad. Um, whatever. Um, <laughs> I was going to say his grandma too. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the most frustrating things about uh, about Spider Man is that, and I feel like we get so many other characters, especially now that, like you know, in the MCU, secret identities aren't really that Im- important of a thing. Yeah. But I feel like so many of Peter Parker's problems would go away if he just told Aunt May that he was Spider Man. Yes. It's more frustrating to me than Batman never killing Joker. Yes, absolutely. Just tell Aunt May. I think she would understand. And she would be like, oh, but makes I, a lot of I, sense. I guess that he, he doesn't tell her to protect her. I guess that's the argument. But yeah, but like, he doesn't protect her. Yeah, She's constantly right. in danger. <laughs> Poor, frail Aunt Mum. <laughs> um, Ryan Otley, uh, of course, uh, I was a, or, already a massive fan um, after his work on um, uh, in Invincible. Is yep. it Invincible? Yes. Um, and... Uh, 
he's just does incredible work on this. It's yeah. so good. Excellent pairing with Laura Martin as a colorist. And it's just, it, you know, the opening battle sees Spidey alongside all kinds of um, Marvel characters. And you, it's just so much fun that Nick Spencer gave him the opportunity to just draw so many fun splash pages. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it is a wordy book, but it's because it, it's an extra big issue. It's, it's spread out over lots of great panels by, by Otley. So Nick Spencer did, made the right call there. Um, I want to see a book featuring uh, Ryan Otley's take on Gambit more. That is, a yes, good, that is a good Gambit. That is a good Gambit. He he nails pretty much everyone on that really nice double um, splash page. Yeah, really good. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be sticking around for this series. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's good fun. But guess what, Siobhan? What? It wasn't actually my favorite Marvel number one this week. Whoa. We man. got a book that I didn't know what to expect. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and that was X-23 number one. Uh, now, we've been big fans of the Tom Taylor written Wolverine run, which mm-hmm. saw um, Laura, a.k.a. X-23, take up the mantle of Wolverine after he died. Um, and uh, I was a bit miffed. Not really. I mean, I, obviously, what the fuck else are they going to do when, when, when Logan Oops. comes back? You know, he's got to be Wolverine again. Yeah. So, and people already are aware of the name X-23. I guess, you know, this is kind of in- inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, new writer, Mariko Tamaki. Um, now, what... If this was announced a year ago off the back of Supergirl being super, I would have been super excited and be like, yes, this is the right pick. But yeah. I didn't love her um, She-Hulk run. Agreed. <laughs> so I wasn't sure what to expect from this. But one thing I was excited about was that they had uh, returning artists from most of uh, Tom Taylor's Wolverine run, Juan Cabal on art for this first He's issue. so good. So I good. I don't know where he came from. Well, he just leveled up through like doing Absolutely. all the Wolverine issues, and it just got better and better. Yeah. Um, colors by his regular collaborator um, Nolan Wooded, um, and this is a new X twenty three series that sees Laura um, with um, her um, Tom Taylor introduced sidekick Gabby, the clone of herself, mm-hmm. Honey Badger. Honey Badger, um, and uh, we open with the two of them. Uh, basically, they're, they're, they're taking out um, like they're doing missions for Beast. Yeah. Which is Sick. just great. Hank McCoy is just giving them, like, you know, people to take out in the name of helping mutants, especially cloning mutants. Yep. It's kind of like the thing that they're kind of targeting. Um, and um, after they have a successful opening mission, um, we then see them back at the X Mansion talking with Beast. Um, and as they're leaving, they run into the Cuckoo Sisters. With, like, the coolest redesign in Coolest so and creepiest long. redesign. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So it's so good. The Shiny Cuckoo Sisters were, were five. five Five clones of uh, Emma Frost, yep. um, who featured heavily in Grant Morrison's new X-Men run. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think the original design was by Frank Quietly, um, yep. which is almost untouchable. So it's kind of cool to see someone with the balls to do an even better take on uh, their, their costume design. Absolutely. Um, while still retaining their overall look that you got from the Quietly um, designs. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so basically, you know, they, they've had a pretty weird last decade. Yep. Um, in which they've lost two of their number, or they lost one in the new X Men run, and then another rec- more recently. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, while Gabby and Laura are, like talking about missions, and and also the fact that neither of them as clones having birthdays, mm-hmm. which is like a big part of their dialogue in this. While that's going on, um, we see the three remaining uh, Cuckoo Sisters, who have always kind of been like background players. Um, are really yeah. are really kind of given like big, big never, amounts like, of had their character development exactly, <laughs> but uh, we usually see, just like spooky offsiders. We see that the two sisters that we thought dead are, are not; they're close too. They're also these creepy zombies. They've so I guess been they, like recloned. Are these like new clones of them? They're spooky anyway. It's so this basically becomes a horror book featuring yeah. characters that we already knew existed as the 
as like you know the 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 the, the main villain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, that was just such a cool twist that I did not see coming. Absolutely, and uh, because of that. I implore everybody to buy this book because it's really, really good. It celebrates really good all things that make uh, Laura and Gabby great, while also just like bringing a lot of great things over from the X Men um, books that I've loved in the past uh, over to this series too. Absolutely, namely Beast and the Cuckoo Girls. Yes, um, yes. And Juan Cabal is a treat. The colors are wonderful, uh-huh. um, and Mariko Tamaki just just carries Bodies on. It. The great, it. great uh, in, uh, relationship between Laura and Gabby, in fact, makes it a bit more strained than it ever was between in, in Tom Taylor's take. And I feel like, you know, you'd only really get that from a female writer. Absolutely. Um, as, as realistic as we're getting it here. No, and that's no shade on Tom Taylor at no, all. No, no, no. This, 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 this feels like a book written by a woman. And they feel like sisters. Yes. Like, really, they, that's a sister relationship. And I love how mus- muscly... Um, Laura looks yes, definitely. so good. Juan Cabala like kills it. I love the green suit that Beast is in. Just everything about this issue was like really perfect. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad you enjoyed this as well. This was uh, just an absolute highlight this week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, now we move over to uh, the aforementioned Brian Michael Bendis, who is over at DC now. Um, and uh, I think he, he actually killed one of the Cuckoo Sisters, I think. <laughs> but fucking Bendis himself is over at DC riding the big man in the big red undies Superman um, and after he finished Man of Steel, the Man of Steel last week he has mm-hmm. the new Superman book um, featuring art by Ivan Reis Reese or Rice I don't know whatever um, <laughs> sorry Ivan <laughs> <laughs> Ivan whatever um, and uh, this uh, is a, a, new, a new Superman book with a new number one on it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm stalling while I try and find out. That, here we go. Colors by Alex Sinclair, inks by Joe Prado. Um, and uh, and it has that vibe. Like this, like the inks by Joe Prado make it look a bit... Older? Yeah. I was going to say dated, but I don't know if that's too harsh. But Cla- I'm going to stick by it. Classic. Mm, yes, classic. Um, we even get a, uh, a different paper stock. Yeah. In the, in the physical edition. Yeah, um, isn't that interesting? DC have done that with a bunch of books. Gone so, from the... Glossy to non-glossy pages. It's, yeah, the, the the thick matte paper. I like this. This is. Uh, I've got a lot of comics that uh that I, I enjoy. In yeah, this I don't format. mind it. Change it up. Gloss is dumb. Too shiny. Too shiny. See the colors better this way. That's right. But I don't know if I like the colors. Yeah, I don't know if this is the the right art to show off uh, this yes. uh, this new paper stock, but I doubt anyone but us cares about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this follows directly on from the Man of Steel event. Um, Lois and John Kent have gone uh, into space with. Um, Jor-El, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Superman's estranged father, and Superman is unable to contact them, um, but he's got bigger things to worry about. Not really, but uh, maybe. It's a new Fortress of Solitude in Which the he, Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, and it's like I was like, oh, wow, you know, Bennis has taken away the Fortress of Solitude. That's big. And then he just builds a new one in two pages. Yes, please. In the Bermuda Triangle. Um, it's a pretty awesome uh, splash page um, of, of, of it built. And I like how much time he spends um, with him as Clark Kent. Yep. Definitely. That's good. I that, enjoy that. That was one thing going into this, you know, Bendis going over. We were like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing more scenes at the Daily Planet. Yep. And all those characters being a bigger part of Superman's story. Um, there's a great scene in which Martian Manhunter comes to talk to John, um, Superman. And uh, every time he gets like, you know, two sentences in and then Superman says, wait one second and then we'll go. You'll get like a half the page of him saving somebody mm-hmm. or, or punching somebody out and then returning to the conversation in, in a split second. Oh, that was a great way to kind of show, you know, just how much Superman is doing at any given moment. Um, and I like Martian Manhunter. It seems like Martian Manhunter's trying to pressure him into, like, entering politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being like, you should really be president. Uh, 
I don't know if that is like my Martian Manhunter, but sure, I'm just happy to see him in more books. Aren't we all? And I love um, the costume design where he's got his belly out. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Um, little ab window. Yeah, and, and I like that uh, Superman even tells him that he looks good. Yeah, you yeah, look good, yeah, John. Totally. <laughs> He's like, thanks, bro. There was another very funny uh, visual gag where, um, uh, while while undercover is Clark Kent at the Daily Planet, Clark uh, sneaks into a utility closet, and another rider walks past him as he does that, and then there's this a, a close up of him like rolling his <laughs> eyes, I guess suggesting that Clark Kent is like having a wank in there. <laughs> is that what you? Is I read it as that, right? Okay. Look, my mind went there as well, but I don't know if that's what he intended. But that's where we went. <laughs> of course, it's where is we that went. What, is, that what, is that what people use utility closets for? I've, 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 when they work in real offices? We, we're in Australia, we don't have utility closets. We have to wank in the open <laughs> <laughs> down here. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, let us know. Is that what people do? Let us know what, what people do in utility closets. Don't have to say what you do in utility closets. Yeah, let us know where you consensus. went. No, I'm joking. Please don't. Please, please don't, don't. Please, please don't. Please fucking don't. Please fucking don't. Um, so, yeah. Look, more of the same good times that we got from Man of Steel. Um, Absolutely. I'm enjoying Bennis's take on the character. Absolutely. And with, like, a hilarious final page reveal. Um, yeah, totally. The entire Earth is in the Phantom Zone. What? Spoilers. What? Um, one complaint it's is really that I wish Doc Shana or Adam Hughes drew this book instead of Ivan Rice, but he's, he's good. Fine. Yeah, he's would. fine. And yeah. if either of them were doing it, we would get one book. A every six months. Yeah, well, I mean, I read too many books as it is, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, too. true, actually. Um, so over to Dark Horse now, and we have uh, two books. One of them is through uh, the Karen Berger um, imprint, Berger Books, and this is a new book called She Could Fly, um, which has been written by um, someone new to comics, uh, co-creator of the AMC show Halt and Catch Fire. Who knows what that is? Yeah, exactly. I have no idea. Um, and uh, his name is Christopher Cantwell. Um, but the main reason I was like, but oh, he can fuck write yes. comics well. He really can, and uh, it helps that he has one of our favorite artists, Martin Morazzo, mm-hmm. uh, last seen on Ice Cream Man, mm-hmm. um, uh, on art with colors by Miroslav Merva. Um, yeah, it's called She Could Fly, uh, through Burger Books, and uh, it's about a. Um, a girl who uh, is having a rough time, uh, kind of yeah. accepting so she has who she like is. A, uh, and it's also like a kind of OCD that um, makes, I've heard of it before, and so it was kind of cool to see it um, expressed so well in this issue where you have sort of horrible thoughts and you think that you might do something horrible to people that you love and you care about. Um, and so this girl constantly the more she loves someone, the more she cares about them, the more she has these horrible fantasies where she kills them. In which a voice... away. And a voice tells her that she will do it and there's nothing that she can do to stop herself from doing these horrible things. Yeah. The whole way through. Um, And there are small glimmers of hope in her life. Um, And one of them is a woman who's been... who's who's somehow gotten the power of flight, who's kind of... Basically, all, all the news is reporting on... This woman who can fly, and mm. and and, uh, and she's uh, the main character is kind of like addicted to finding out more about this, and that's like kind of like this moment of hope in her life, mm-hmm. and, and that she borders on obsession with, um, and uh, this gets pretty dark, yeah, um, and it's really really great, yeah. Um, her estranged it, grandmother returns from like a. Um, like a seven-year meditation retreat that she's been on and seems to be some kind of Buddhist monk almost. And then we also see a scientist who is being blackmailed into giving up his research or something by the Chinese. Yeah, I think he's linked to that woman who can fly. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of crazy conspiracy mystery, slight supernatural elements. Yep. 
Um, almost like, you know, if they exist, they don't like, it's like the demon in Kill or Be Killed. Does it exist or does it not? Absolutely. Like, you know, does this voice in her head, does it belong to someone or is it just her head? Um, I really, really loved this. This I is loved this. This is an excellent first issue. This is probably my favorite issue of a uh, first issue of the week. I can't remember what I said was, well, but but I definitely liked this one more than that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Farm it's a, it's a yep. really, really great issue. I really recommend everyone picking um, pick it up. The art is so gorgeous, and the colors by Miroslav Murva are excellent. I'm not sure if we gave this issue justice. It's number. It's only a four issue limited series, uh-huh. but um, if if we didn't, how about? Uh, the writer of Ms. Marvel herself, G. Yes. Willow Wilson, says it's full of unexpected pleasures, masterful, joyful, poignant, a must read. It's very true. Also, future writer of Wonder Woman. Oh, what? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. That's G. Willow Wilson is going to be awesome. writing Wonder Woman. That's I'm crazy. so fucking excited. With Carrie Nord on art. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, please. That's awesome. I had no idea. That's so great. Yep. How cool. I know. Um, the final uh, Dark Horse number one this week is Incredibles 2. Wow, you read so many more number ones than me. You didn't read this? No. Uh, yeah, you didn't need to. It, it, basically, this is like a, a, a collection of short stories set in the Incredibles uh, world um, by writers Christos Gage and uh, Landry Q. Walker with art by Guri Hiru, um, Jay oh, Bone and um, uh, Andrea Greppi. Um, it was pretty fun. Uh, you know, if... Very unnecessary, but if you have uh, someone young in your life who is obsessed with The Incredibles, this is a great way to get them into comic books. Lovely. And those are always important. Absolutely. So that's Incredibles too. Um, it, it, it exists in a bizarre continuity that I had to let go of where <laughs> where they're allowed to practice their powers, but a certain character who leaves at the start of the movie is still around. Okay. Look, I still haven't seen the movie. You should. It's fun. Yeah. It's good. I saw Ocean's 8 instead. Good movie. I liked it. I was annoyed. Crime pays. My favorite act characters don't get, they get like 30 seconds in their amazing ball gown frocks at the yeah. end. Give them, me like a whole hour of Rihanna in a dress, please. Yes, absolutely <laughs> agreed. That's a good movie. She wore like a Bob Marley t-shirt <laughs> the entire movie and then suddenly in the best dress I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Worth it though. Um, so another book um, that is an all ages uh, title is out through Kaboom this week, uh, written and drawn by Derek Lofman. Um, it's called Ruin World. Did you read this? Nope. Oh, it's about like a cute little fox and a cute little pig on a quest to find like magical artifacts in a ruined world. Cute. And um, when they do, um, they un- unleash an, an, an enchantment. Like they basically get rid of an enchantment, and then suddenly like enormous tentacles. Uh, sprout from the ground and try and attack them. Oh, no. um, and uh, yeah, so it's basically it's like a supernatural book in which uh, cute little anthropomorphic um, animals um, betray each other and try and exist in this uh, awful world where everything is trying to, you know, kill them or, you know, beat them up. Sounds cool. It's really, really fun. Um, the art is uh, is really, really sweet. Um, I'm not familiar with Derek Lofman's other books or anything like that, but... Um, uh, I'll be reading this little series for sure. One mm. of five, five issues of this. This is uh, really, really fun. Basically, a, a bug has joined their party um, and betrays them immediately because he uh, has to pay back an enormous debt to some uh, mean-looking wolves. Cool. <coughs> I like this. This is fun. Ruin World. Now, I read a bunch of... I, I tried to read a bunch of number ones. Okay. Um, our um, One of our favorite listeners um, and uh, bona fide uh, Transformers expert, Connor... Um, they recommended me, well, I asked them, I was like, Hey, there's a new Transformers book. They've been getting me to read 
this awesome series called Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which a lot of people say is very good, and it is. And I'll talk about it in a bonus Patreon episode very soon. Excellent. So when a new Transformers series started, I was like, hey, how, how like, you know, can I, will I be able to get into this with my limited knowledge of Transformers? Mm. And they told me, yeah, it's a great jumping on point. Connor, this that was just this is this is ridiculously hard <laughs> to penetrate. <laughs> I I don't understand Transformers and I appreciate that lots of people love them and like I'm sure it's cool, but I just I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't care about robots. This even robots with feelings, I don't care. More than it's the I made me care about it a lot. Mm. It's, I'm halfway through that series. It's really really fun. Um, mm. and, it's, and all the characters are very well written. Is that it's, Rom? It's, yeah, so that was what turned me off. I'm like, why the fuck's Rom in this? I have enough trouble getting around the Transformers. Also, the cover featured Transform, like lady Transformers, but they're not even in the book. And why are there lady Transformers? Why are there genders you're in go- the robots? You're going to get Why have they got tits? All of that has been ex- apparently explained in, in the... Why do they have tits? Okay. All right. It's, it's up to you, probably, Connor. Yeah, Connor, why <laughs> do they have tits? Uh, so I also tried to read Relay. I love um, the tried, which is a new uh, aftershock book, um, which is written by Zach Thompson, um, with art by Andy Clark, and then you have uh, a story by Zach Thompson, Eric Bromberg, and Donny Cates. Okay, so of course they put Donny Cates on the cover Hilarious. as like one of the main creators, but it doesn't. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So he's had much to do with this. Um, this is like a science fiction future book uh, in which a 
bunch of like uh, law enforcers are trying to. They've been tasked with tracking down someone who technically who, someone who's been dead for three hundred years. Oh yeah. That that lots of like cultists believe in, but they 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 basically they're yeah, look. It's hard to hard to explain. Cool. The art was awesome, which is why I kept trying to give it a go. And there's some awesome pages where they just let this artist just go go nuts. Mm-hmm. Great colors by Jose Villalubra. Um, but uh, yeah, ultimately I just uh, wasn't interested in the story that much. Fair enough. Um, and. I didn't need to read a Voltron book. Oh, yeah. Did you read The Tempest? Okay. So, I picked that up because I was like, ooh, I love The Tempest. I thought that it was going to be about the play The Tempest. And then it's just a new League of Extraordinary Gentlemen book. And I have massively lost track of what's going on in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I don't heaps care. Yeah, cool. So, I was lost immediately. Written by As much as I love Kevin O'Neill. Kevin O'Neill's art is so great. I would love it if they just literally did a adaptation of the Tempest. That's what I thought it was going to be too. Yeah, and I was like, I don't remember this me. shit they happening. They tricked me with the cover. There are no submarines in a Shakespeare play. It's very true. That's 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 why I don't read them. Yeah, no submarines. <laughs> Fucking nightmare. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to mention just quickly is a local comic um, called Conco and the Fudge, <laughs> which sounds massively like it would be not for me, like a Nintendo sixty four yeah. game. <laughs> Um, so this is published by Gorilla Press. It's written by Goonie Tunes with art by Butch Mapper. And this is like, it's by wrestling bros, local wrestling guys. I didn't know that Sydney there was based like- based wrestling bros. I didn't know that there was like a Newcastle based wrestling league. Newcastle pro wrestling. Give them give them the full credit they deserve. Pros. Um, but there is, guys, turns out. Anyway, I thought this was not going to be up my alley and it's not. There is no that like I mean you know if I had an alley you would not see this in it but I did enjoy it. <laughs> if I had an alley. <laughs> Look, had an alley. No, I was trying to stretch it. Um. Anyway, this is about a like old timey strong man who is like no one can beat me in arm wrestles and then a lady is like I can beat you in an arm wrestle and she smooches him and he's so surprised that she wins the arm wrestle and then she's like run away with me. And he's like, okay, but then he waits for her for 100 years and she never shows up and then it's in present day. Right, wow. And he's an old-timey wrestler. And it's really, like, sweet and funny and the art's really lovely. Oh, it also and it's reminds really, me of, like, like, Bruce Tim. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really, like, clean, clear, fun, cartoony nonsense with, like, a weird kind of supernatural bent. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, you can get it at kingscomics.com or you can look up Goonie Tunes on various social media places. Conco and the Fudge. Conco and the Fudge. They'll, no one will forget that. C-O-N-C-O. We'll Conco that. and the Fudge. Um, but it's it's genuinely good. It looks great. I'm going to steal this off yeah. you right now. Yoink. Yoink. Um, so now we play a game called Roll the Dice for Marvel Image or DC. But you know what? We're running low on time, Siobhan. Oh Who cares? God. Okay. That means we're going to play a new game called Wayne. What are we going to talk about first? Marvel Image or DC? DC. DC first, then? Marvel. Marvel, then Image. Okay. All thanks. right. Thank you so much to Wayne. Of Wayne's Payne's fame. Um, so let's talk about Batman Detective Comics number 984, the second issue written by new detective writer, comics writer Brian Hill. Um, this uh, follows a first issue in which uh, Siobhan was like, I'm not sure if I like this. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I like this. Siobhan, what do you think of this issue? I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah. This is really great. So basically there is um, someone, like a new enemy that's taking out all of uh, Batman's Bat family because they make him weak, which is not an entirely new concept, but... The uh, new part of the concept is that Batman admits that they make him weak in this yeah. issue, which I thought was a, a qu- interesting way to take mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we see this new villain who's been uh, basically also we see his origin story in like one page, which Thank was you. excellently done. 
he buys his uh, his tech uh-huh. um, from a Russian person. Um, <laughs> and so you know they're evil. <laughs> um, and yeah, basically he uh, he he's, he has tech that allows him to uh, to know what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. So he immediately learns Batman's true identity as soon as he's in, in the same vicinity of, of him. And Batman has brought uh, Black Lightning uh, to Gotham uh, to uh, help him with his Bat family. Yes. And Black Lightning is like, you know, I'm a teacher, right? You have all these like miners who are like been drafted into your war. I can't possibly agree on, with you on this. And that's good. Yeah. Um, and uh, this was uh, basically, yeah, we, we see this is a big fight between um, all of our heroes and and Cassandra Kane and uh, and and this new villain. And uh, Yeah, it seems like the key sort of uh, team, and this is going to be like Black, Light, Black Lightning, Barbara Gordon, and Cassandra Kane, which I am absolutely here for. That's 100%. really, really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. And the art by Miguel Mendoza on pencils, Diana Ager on inks, and um, Adriano Lucas on colors is like phenomenal. Yep. It's a sexy Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's really sexy, even though he's all cut up. Maybe that's what Siobhan's into. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Siobhan's just taking a walk over to the utility closet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Plastic Man, issue number two. Um, out Man. DC this week. That cover. I fucking love Gail Simone. I love her so much. She is so funny. Um, Gail Simone is the writer of this uh, issue um, and this series. Um, and uh, the art, who's the artist on this? Because the art is good. Uh, Adriana Mello. Yes. And there was lady a, artist. Yes, please. And there was an amazing cover by Bill Quist Ev- Evely. Yes. I'm not, I'm not a lady artist, but I love that cover so much. Such a good cover. Um, and this series, I, 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 I talk a, at length about how much I love Choose Your Own Adventure comics. Yeah. Um, one thing I love more than that, Where's Wally's books. Yes, yes, yes. And there's a Where's Wally page in this where you've got to find uh, Plastic Man and then a bunch of other weird things. And it was like so funny, like um, where it goes, the dog... Um, a dog with ennui, and it's the first one that you look for, and it's like the funniest I'm glad- picture of a dog with ennui ever. Yeah. I'm glad you described that because I don't want the our listeners to know how I would have described uh, pronounced how, ennui. How, how would you pronounce ennui? I don't know, like ennui or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love this. I love this so much. I love that it's like Plastic Man's like, ah, oh, there was just this kid, and now this kid's disappeared. And I know I'm not a hero, but I guess I gotta find this kid. Yep. I'm finding this kid, everyone. And uh, yeah, it, I like that they just kind of made Plastic Man a bit mad. Yeah. Just which a bit. totally works for the character. Absolutely. Like, you know, he is this kind of like cartoon character in a superhero world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a great grasp of all the weird things that Plastic Man can do with his body. Yep. Um, contorting yes, himself please. and turning, changing. I bet Gail Simone has some fucked up ideas about what Plastic Man can do with his body. Keep him in the utility closet, Keep I say. Him in the utility closet. Um, and um, uh, Man Bat is in this. Yep. Uh, it's fun. It's one, real fun. At one point, oh, by the way, Connor, um, at one point, Plastic Man transforms into a transformer. Yeah. Um, also a dragon, also Iron Man. Yeah. It's great. He's a little bit like fourth wall breaky. I love so much now we've got um, Gail doing Domino and Plastic Man. They have the same release schedule. So you get like a sweet Gail Simone double bill yep. once a month. Really good times. My favorite shit. Uh, yeah. Did I say keep it in the utility closet or utility belt? <sighs> you said utility closet, I think. Yeah, cool. Who knows? I hope so. This whole time. This whole time. Um, Michael Cray. Um, came out this week, issue number nine. Uh, another one written by Brian Hill, who we talked about a minute ago with Detective Comics. Uh, this one features art by N. Stephen Harris. Um, this has been co-written with Warren Ellis um, and uh, colors by Dexter Vines. Uh, this book is about uh, the Wildstorm character, Michael Cray, uh, who has kind of 
been enlisted to kill his way through these um, alternate versions of DC characters in his universe. Um, and uh, in this one, it looks like he's been enlisted by Constantine to help kill Wonder Woman. Wait, I thought that Constantine and Wonder Woman were on the same team. But he, I feel like Constantine is like trying to betray Wonder Woman. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I was confused. It, I know. I, I was confused, but also I was fine with that. It's yeah. one of those great books that's like really well put together from a dialogue point of view and characterization that even when the, the, the book takes twists that you're not really expecting or you're uh-huh. like not entirely explained, you're like, oh, they'll, they'll tell me at some point. I'll Who just keep you? reading. So in this, um, Michael Cray has like some kind of, he's being possessed by some kind of like demon, I suppose. Yeah. Um, which gives him like scary powers where he can melt people sort of. Um, and it has a voice. Who do you reckon it is? Cause it's kind of like a pink Kirby crackle when they um, sort of do, do the voice. I just thought, I just assumed that that's what Michael Cray always had from wilds. Like from oh, his old type. I have no clue. I, I kind of thought that maybe it's like, um, you know, Jakeem Thunder. Okay. <laughs> you'll be, no. sa- you'll be satisfied if that happens. Me and only me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this series continues to be a very, very good one. Absolutely. That I enjoy reading. Evil Constantine, Evil Wonder Woman, good fun. Yeah, great times. Um, Eternity Girl, issue number five. Um, Is this the second, second last, last issue? Issue by, um, through DC's Young Animal imprint, written by Magdalene Visaggio, Sunny Liu on art, Chris Chuckery on colors. It's a weird book. It's a really weird book. Um, and uh, this issue uh, had some... Cool moments. Um, I think I'm just reading it because it is a bit of a head fuck and just kind of pushing my way through to the end. Um, definitely one that would read better in trade. Agreed. Uh, but my favorite thing about this book is Sonny Liu. I love his art a lot and I will be following him in whatever he does in the future. Absolutely. And they, like it's a very interesting book. There's sort of like two two stories happening simultaneously and they interact with each other. And yeah. It's sort of quite confusing and strange, but I, I do like it. I'm into it. Absolutely. I'm so animal. Wayne told us to talk about Marvel next. Yep. Let's talk about Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, number 34, written by Ryan North, with art by Derek Charm, colors by Rico Renzi. Um, this this uh, current plot seems to be dragging on a little bit. Uh, yeah, I it, sort of feel bad because I'm like, it's just, I don't like this arc that much and it's not, I don't think it's Derek Charm's fault, but it just makes me like ultra miss Erica Henderson. Yeah, I, I, so basically um, Squirrel Girl and her friends um, decided to have a fun day with um, Craven Creed. the Hunter, who is promised that he's going to be a good guy now. Um, but after they have after they escape from an escape room, um, Craven Hunter is uh, noticed by police, and then they all get have a fight to try and save Craven, and then they're all in jail. Um, and they they can't escape jail; they have to go to a trial. And so it's what should be like a really really fun issue. It's actually kind of like light on jokes for a Ryan North book. Absolutely, even um, in the, like the bottom of the page jokes. Yeah, totally. And there were, you know a few chuckles, but I I, I don't read. Squirrel Girl for a few chuckles. Maximum I want chuckles. Non-stop chuckles. You know what I do want after reading this though? I want Ryan North to write Spider Man. Yeah, some me point. too. I want a Ryan North Spidey book. I mean, I want so funny. I want a chip too as well, and I, that wasn't as good as I was hoping it was going to be. Yeah, you. Although nice. occasionally it is. That annual. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah. That was great. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I look. I, I'm enjoying this. I don't think any of. I, I don't think my l- less enjoyment of this than what I normally get um, is Derek Charm's fault at all. No, um, but. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I just think this is, this is. I think this arc's got one more to go before it concludes, um, and it could have been maybe one, one or two issues shorter. Yeah, the arc of trying to be like, sorry, like Ryan North's sort of um, way he approaches things and trying to be like a little bit grounded almost. I don't know if it necessarily 
all the time works, especially with characters like Craven the Hunter, who's mm-hmm. like ultra silly. Um, but it's still good fun. Yeah, and he's also, he's just a different kind of silly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Exiles number five, uh, written by Saladin Ahmed, with um, awesome art by Javier Rodriguez. Okay, I dropped off this. Yeah, me too. Um, I this was uh, I don't know. I, I I thought this was the final issue, so I was like, oh, I've made it this far. I may as well finish it off. Uh-huh. Um, it's not. It's it, it, this is oh. the conclusion of the arc. Um, oh. And uh, now the team of Blink and um, Little Wolverine and who's the boy, the guy who's from the Young Avengers, yep, yep, yep. young version of Kang. Nate. Nate. Um, they go on a holiday together. Um, and Valkyrie, okay. obviously. Um, Kamala's not with them anymore after this issue. Okay. Um, and uh, I guess now they're just going to have more adventures as a team. That's cool. Maybe yeah. I'll, I'll read the next arc. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I think they, they tried to do way too... Like, there's... There's a lot of dialogue. Yeah, wow. In this in this book, which is not oh, what man, I want. And the art is gorgeous. On a book with heavy Rodriguez on it, because it just means I, I get more white balloons covering his yeah. awesome art. Um, and it, I, he's not someone that I like, you know, seeing lots and lots of panels from as well. He's very very good at being dynamic. Absolutely. He wasn't really given a chance to on, on on this arc so far, but hopefully we 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 see him able to in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think Salad and Armin is still relatively new yeah. uh, to, to comic writing, but after he knocked it out of the park immediately with his first book, Black Bolt, I assume more of the same for this. But team books are different. Absolutely. Too many characters to balance, man. Speaking of team books, I read Champions. Did you read Champions? No. no. Okay, so I jumped on for some reason. Jim Zub is on it. Because Jim Zub's on it. I like Zub. Um, and new artist Kevin Lebranda, I think new artist. I haven't been following You know this. Jim Zub wrote my favorite Spider-Man story? No way. Shed. Have you read that one? No. But with the, uh, with the lizard? No. It's very good. Hmm. Um... I thought you meant like in a shed. Anyway. <laughs> I got this because it was like like a makeover issue. Like right. Amadeus Cho has a new look and name and Ironheart has new armor. Great. Yep, great. All great. I love issues like that. And this was really good fun. Jim's Up is like a great... Oh, fuck. I fucked it. It's not Jim's Up. It. It's Zeb Wells. Ah. Great great story. They go read shed. Chris Pacelli did it on it. It's awesome. I love Chris Pacelli. Yeah, anyway. um, but I also love... What's his name? Whoever does this. Kevin Lebranda. Because look at that. Look at how pretty this is. Yeah. Look the, at how nice it is. LeBranda did some great art on uh, Royals, the um, Al Ewing um, in, in Humans book. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, I really like this. I think that uh, Jim Zub nails the sort of teen angst element of the champions way better. So in this, um, like we saw in one of the Infinity Countdown books, uh, Sam Alexander is no longer Nova. He had his Nova helmet taken away. Yep. Um, and there's some fucking weird shit going on with the vision and viv vision and lots of relationshipy stuff and cool yeah i loved it i thought this was a really good issue great good fun i'm back on champions everyone back on champions back on absolutely um so we mentioned salad and ahmed earlier and we'll do, do gonna do it again because i for some reason read the third issue of quicksilver no surrender oh yeah after saying i would stop um but uh i thought one of the I'm main reasons of my word What's it say? I'm a woman of my I'm, word. I'm not a woman of my word at all. I'm not. Um, but You're a uh, woman. so this is uh, Quicksilver, like stuck in like a speed realm or something like that, and trying to save everyone that he cares about, while some mysterious, colorful entity tries to take them away from him. Um, and it's a lot of like inner dialogue, him narrating all the bad things that have gone on in his life, and uh, reminded me of how fucked up they've made the um, yeah the origin story of Wanda and uh, and, and Quicksilver. Um, it's not just Magneto as their dad anymore. It's like yeah, you know, they're inhumans and the high evolutionary yeah. and all this bullshit. Um, but uh, I thought I didn't like Eric Nguyen's art, and that's not true at all because when it's coloured normally, Ooh, like a normal comic, it's that's great. Beautiful. 
but for some reason they've chosen to make it completely black and white save for a few flashes of like neon when he's in the speed realm and it just doesn't do the art any favors at all yeah um which is a bummer but um at the end of the story um quicksilver is reunited with his turtle which is apparently a thing i don't know okay <laughs> cool i'm into it i Look, it ties into No Surrender, which is an event that I surprisingly really enjoyed. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I'm reading it because I'm, I want, I don't know, closure in that event or something. Yep. Comics do weird things to people. They absolutely do, friends. Um, so be, be careful out there in the streets. <laughs> uh, should we talk about Domino? We should. By Gail Simone and David Balderon. And um, Jesus Ebertov. Oh, he does the colors. Yep. And this... This is when I was like, fuck, Gail Simone gets away with murder because there is a full page of Domino in um, Shang-Chi's old costume and it says, like a sword made of flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Gail Simone, you filthy bitch. So Domino is like obsessed with Shang-Chi. Because he's hot. He's hot. That's that's it. And like basically like, you know, just wants to stoink um, Shang-Chi, but also learn the way of the, the ninja. Yep. Um, with uh, through him as well, um, through him, with him, in him, in him, with him, in her. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, I love this book. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, I think David Balderon's art is like the perfect mix of like sexy and funny. Yes, definitely. To Great just choice nail a Gail Simone book. Um, um, few too great. many characters like in this in this group. I'm still like, who's that again? Yeah, Gail Simone loves. Why like, is Deadpool here game. again? Because Girls May Rats a funny Deadpool. Yeah, that's true. But um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah. Uh, any, any book with Shang-Chi in it is okay in my books. Absolutely. Especially when it's just another character saying how hot he is the whole time. Yeah, that's I'm great. I'm all about it. Absolutely. Um, so, did you read Hunt for Wolverine, The Adamantium Agenda? You know what? I literally opened it up and went like, bah! And that was it. Really? That was my time. This is actually, this is the Tom Taylor written one. Yeah, with the art by um, R.B. Silver. I just can't be fucked, man. Yeah, just find a Wolverine already. Just find Wolverine. There's like um, six of them. But this one was fun because, uh, you know, it involved um, someone selling the genetic makeup of um, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's daughter mm-hmm, on, the, mm-hmm. on the black market mm-hmm. when they went there trying to find Wolverines. Um, and uh, it's like a big fight with Mr. Sinister on a submarine. And, um, and Laura X-23 is there and she chops his hands off. Great. And then they all get given Iron Man suits, which are ridiculously stupid, but whatever. That was like the page that I opened it up to and I was like, oh, Jessica Jones is in like a pink Iron Man suit. I'm, I I don't, I just don't need this. And Luke Cage is in like a gold one with like a wrecking ball, like a mace. Great. Attached to him on one of his arms. Um, It's really silly. Uh, And sometimes comics just should be. And so I'm, I'm enjoying this. It's dumb. Okay. Uh, how about Infinity, whatever that fucking thing is. Infin- <laughs> Infinity Countdown Darkhawk. Oh, God, I just couldn't even begin to tell you what happened in this. Some shit with those, uh, what are those alien bird guys? Not the Shi'ar. What are their ones in this? Ravens. Just Reavers. Oh, the Reavers, yep. Is that what they are? Yep. Okay, anyway, whatever, who cares? Blah, blah. <laughs> Thanks so much for a great review. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't even, like, I, I read this, and there's, like, many kinds of dude, and then someone dies, and then someone else is sad about it. Oh, the Nova's brother, but a different Nova. The Raptors, not the Reavers, Raptors, the Raptors. Right. That's right. the Reavers are X-Men. Alien bird Thanks. guys, you know what yep. I'm talking about. Anyway, whatever. Everyone who cares knew what you were talking about and were frustrated. Exactly. Um, no one who doesn't care but is still frustrated. No one gained anything by this review. I'm sorry for wasting your time. Um, the New Mutants Dead Souls. You're reading it. I am. So can, this is written. Let's, let's see if you can do another good review. <laughs> so written by Matt Rosenberg, art by Adam Gorham. This is um, the 
team of Magic, Richter, Boom Boom, Strong Guy, and Wolfsbane. And in this issue, oh, and it's like all about Monet. Is it Monet's brother? Someone's brother? Brone. Some Shan's undead brother, Tran. Tran. He's the bad guy in this. Anyway, they go to New York to try and um, figure out some magic bullshit with Doctor Strange. And then they break into the Sanctum Sam- Sanctorum. Um, and it's like, it's good fun. Fun. You, you, good fun. You're up and down. Oh, Bats is in it. I am, yeah. I am up and down on this. Um, because Matt Rosenberg has such a like style already that I'm so familiar with, and it's my fault for reading too many comics, that I just get bored of it pretty sure. quickly. Um, but this is kind of the perfect <laughs> X-Team for him. That's good. In terms of like, it kind of works in pop culture stuff. He's obviously very familiar with the team. He's familiar with the characters. He's got a good mix of like comedy and seriousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and the art's really great. Cool. Yeah, I like it. Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. I decided to jump back onto this because I read the last issue. Um, so written by the aforementioned G. Will- G. Willow Wilson with just such good art by Nico Leon in Herring on Colors. And... So Kamala's powers are acting up and she and Bruno are trying to get to the bottom of it. And I thought she and Bruno were dating now, but it doesn't, they didn't smooch in this. So I don't know what the fucking point is, um, but it's good fun. Good I still teen, like it. Teen love. Nah, Takes good. a long to smooch. What? Nah, I don't know. Were you ever a teenager? No. No. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> you were, I skipped him. I think that you were just always a teenager. Yeah, still am. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to close out our Marvel reviews on two At. books written by Charles Soule. Okay. Uh, one of them is Daredevil 605, um, which featured uh, Deadpool, sorry, Daredevil teaming up with his priest mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and to, to kill the, be- the beast, the guy who leads the hand, who was uh, just a big, gross, blobby, fat guy that farts. Nice. He just, like, emits this big green gas that hurts everybody. Yes, please. Um, and... Uh, it gets wrapped up kind of neatly, neatly enough for me to go like, okay, that's it for me in the Charles Soul Dead Daredevil run. Yeah. Even though I, I enjoy the Fisk as Mayor thing. Same. Um, I, I, and we even got Dead, Daredevil as Mayor, and like, but that that element of it is fun. But it's just all the superhero. I don't think Charles Soul does good superhero stuff. I just want like a straight up courtroom drama. I, yeah. Like, like a Law and Order SVU. Yeah. That's but, what I want. You know what Charles Soul does really well is write Darth Vader book comics. Is it a law, legal drama? No, but it's it's a really, really good Darth Vader book. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader, issue number 18, with art by Giuseppe Camincoli, Daniele uh, Orlandini, and David Curiel. Um, this book um, sees uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, although he's just a general at this point, uh, General Tarkin, um, hunting with a, with a big crew of, uh, of all different, you know, crazy-looking aliens and robots and bounty hunters. Uh, they're, they're essentially on a, on a planet in which they're trying to hunt Darth Vader, but quickly, Darth Vader becomes the hunter, and Ooh. each each of them get uh, whittled off one by one until the last page, uh, and then there's a big twist. And mm-hmm. it was it was just really really fun. Again, it just feels like it's a Punisher book, but Darth Vader is the Punisher. Oh, that's fun! But it really works. Yeah, and it's really fun. And Giuseppe Camincoli is is definitely my favorite Star Wars artist uh, at the moment. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's great. great. Great series. Really enjoy it. Highly recommend it to anyone that kind of tapped out of the Star Wars comics when they just proved to be disappointing. Uh, but this one is not. Cool. Nice. Image reviews, Siobhan. Okay, I only read one image book. Oh, uh, yeah, because you don't read Black Science. I sure don't. Um, I'll just quickly tell you that Black Science issue number 37, written by Rick Romano, Mateo Scalera, and Moreno Denicio on color, art and colors, respectively. Uh, oh, what a page. Sorry. Yeah, man. Mateo Scalera's art and the colors, it's just so friggin' good. But yeah. this issue, uh, basically, like, you know, you, you see the, the tragedy of uh, these different versions of our main characters 
every single version of them falls into the same trap of trying to save their children mm-hmm. and in doing so dooms more and more universes. Oh, no. and, uh, and so our two main characters are kind of seen, are shown what happens when they try and track down their children and if they make the decision, are they going to go and save their kids or are they going to doom the universe? Oh my God, that's a tough call. Yep. I would yeah. doom the universe. <laughs> Fuck you, universe. Um, Saving my baby. Yeah, exactly. So that's what they do too. Nice. You're in this book. Uh, it's great, great, really, really good, really good issue, and uh, we're 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 coasting towards the end. There's like two more arcs left left after this. Wow, two more arcs. Yeah. Wow, long. Um, Isola, Isola. Who I knows? So la. <laughs> That's how you have to say yeah. it every single time. Issue number four of this great image book, written by Brendan Fletcher, um, Carl Kershaw, uh, co-writer. Um, art by Carl Kershaw and uh, Ms. Sassy K. That's what I always pronounce it as. Yep, I don't know sweet. if that's what it is. Um, fuck, this is a good book. This is like your Studio Ghibli dreams. Yeah, definitely. Um, mine in particular or just in general? Everyone listening is in particular. Everyone's. Um, I've seen all of your dreams. So, you know, when we first got this series, it was this mysterious series about um, a, a woman navigating a like a beautiful tiger um, like a, like a blue and black tiger mm-hmm. through a dangerous jungle mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, you kind of started to... Su- like it was suggested that there was the soul of a queen mm. trapped in the lion. Um, and in this book, we learn what happened in the past. Yes. And so we learn a lot about our two main characters. Uh, and then a bunch of shit happens that dooms the future of both of these characters. And I have no fucking idea where this series is going to go next, but I'm here for it. I absolutely am. It is like genuinely possibly the most beautiful comic on the stands. Yep. Is that a hectic thing to say? I don't know. It's, but it's, t- so it's a very gorgeous. Levin's thing to say, and I'm glad it came say. from your mouth, not mine. <laughs> the colours are just so gorgeous, and everything is so sort of luminous um, yeah, and magical seeming, and it's like this beautiful sort of fantasy world. It's a book that I'll definitely buy in hardcover. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that feels very European. Yeah, it's you know? awesome. It's really, really good stuff. Absolutely. Gorgeous. If I, Dan, if I knew how to, how to pronounce it. Yep. Um, so those are our image reviews, and now we move over to uh, other publishers, kicking off with a review of Nancy Drew 2, out through Dynamite Books, written by Kelly Thompson, with colours by, sorry, with art by Jen St. Onge, uh, colours by Triona Farrell, and uh, letters by Ariana Ariana Mayer. Um, I love this book! So I did not like the first issue, fucking loved the second issue. Fucking love it, Glad I love I stuck through it. the teen um, detective genre. And I think it is just, you know, I think I... I don't know why I have, I'm dubious towards new Kelly Thompson um, books. <laughs> I know because like, you're always like, no, oh, I'm sad. I'm not reading it once it's on to issue. Like yeah, six. yeah. So I stuck, I, uh, but luckily this, I was, I was won over by issue two. So that's yeah. good. Um, so yeah, this is like a kind of, you know, reimagining of not, but not just Nancy Drew, but also the Hardy boys. Yep. Uh, and we see the, the classic teenage investigator, um, uh, ne- would be detective Nancy mm-hmm. Drew returning to her hometown uh, to, like because uh, she got a spooky letter. Yeah, that's right. And um, we there's, there's a lot of death in this uh, mm-hmm. in this series. Mm-hmm. Lots of people have dead parents. Yep. And they, they and they discover the dead body in this. Yep. Um, and uh, it's great. It manages to kind of very well balance kind of heavy mm-hmm. murders and things like that, and and like the sadness of of being an orphan uh, with fun sass. Romance. They actually, they dialed down the sassiness in this one True. now. You had yeah. the, the, the characters actually cared about each other mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, he kids, but he loves me, like constantly, yeah. which is what I kind of got from the first issue. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a really, really great issue. And, and the story unfolding is, is pretty gripping too. Absolutely. If you miss Kelly Thompson's um, 
Hawkeye book. Yeah. Definitely pick this up because it definitely scratches that itch. And the art's so cute and so pretty and it's like the perfect um, sort of level of teen angst and romance. And yeah, this I love is, it. So this this team, I think I actually read a bunch of... I think this was the team that did the Gem and the Holograms books. Okay. Kelly and, and Jensen Onch. Yeah. I don't know anything about Gem and the Holograms and I don't want to find out. Well, there was a number one at some point and I did my civic duty yep. and I read it because I have to. I don't. It's under a law that only I follow. Yep. Um, Bloodshot Salvation came out through Valiant this week, written by Jeff Lemire with art by Doug Braithwaite, colours by Jordi Belair. When did she join this book? I don't know, but I'm into it. Yeah. Um, she nails it. And uh, uh, this basically uh, is like a big jump forward in the future. Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, Bloodshot's daughter returns from hell and she's, she's older now. Yeah, now she's like six. And she may be the most powerful Bloodshot yet. Um, and so she's on the run with her mum, Magic, trying to get away from... Who's the big grey guy? Rampage. Rampage. And meanwhile, Bloodshot is stuck in 4002 AD. Yep. Um, it's fucking crazy. It's great. There's an awesome moment where Punk Mambo um, helps uh, Magic mm-hmm. get in touch with Bloodshot mm-hmm. um, in 4002 AD. By talking through Bloodhound. That's right. Who is being, who's being taken over by a demon. Yes. Yeah. in making sure that Bloodshot, uh, you know... St- make stays true to his word that he made to another demon. I just can't believe how good Jeff Lemire is at such an array of books. Like I how know. he manages to how do such a pitch perfect. Begin with, yeah. yeah, yeah. How he has the time, and then how he also manages to write like a pitch perfect action adventure superhero book alongside all these sort of really sad, small scale family totally. dramas. Yeah. He's the best. Totally. And I hope he sticks around for a while. There's a there's an ad for another Bloodshot book called Bloodshot Rising Spirit coming soon that mm. doesn't have his name attached. Look, know, as long I, as he gets to close out this um, arc, I'm happy. And the Kenneth Rockefort covers are so good. Yeah, I really That's love them. That's such a gorgeous cover for the next issue. Yeah, definitely. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, so that was a good issue of Bloodshot. Um, did you read Met Cat at You this I did, week? I did. Um, good written issue. by Greg Pak with art by Takeshi Miyazawa. And uh, colors by Jessica Coline, um, and uh, yeah, this is the kind of um, you know ode to classic um, mech mech uh, manga and, uh-huh. and anime, uh-huh. uh, in which uh, a boy, a son of a uh, of a of a custodian, mm-hmm. is uh, bonds with a robot and uh, is now trying to save the earth from being uh, overtaken by giant bugs, um, and his robot is desperate to sacrifice himself to save everybody. And uh, lots of yeah, it's 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 great. It's, you know, this is very much like this. This feels like I'm watching it. Absolutely, it feels like a really great movie. Which has a lot to say about how dynamic um, Miyazawa, Miyazawi's art is. Miyazawa's yeah, Miyazawa's oh, art with colors by Raul Angulo. There you go. Oh, that's a color. He does the color. All right, sure. That's a cover. Sorry, my bad. <coughs> yeah, this is a great issue. Um, uh, again, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but um, great issue, great book. If the word mech tink- sends tingles down your spine. Send you running to the utility closet um, <laughs> Then uh, definitely pick this book up Absolutely um, And finally Aliens Dust to Dust Out through Dark Horse this week um, Issue 2 of 4 This is the book written and drawn by Gabrielle Hardman um, With uh, colours by Rain Barreto um, And it is like Dialing up the horror cool. On an Aliens book um, And it's not necessarily It doesn't feel Even though they're clearly in space It's actually like they're on the ground for the most part oh, that's Cool. When they try and get off it, the, the their their spaceship crashes, and so they're stuck on a seemingly kind of desolate, um, storm-struck planet um, as chaos uh, surrounds them, and with one alien, um, and uh, Ooh, one of that's them, cool. yeah, and one of the main characters, 
is a, a boy whose whose mother dies after like in in like the first page of this <gasps> book. So there's a lot of fucking shit going on. Yeah, I think that's a mother, his mother. I can't remember, but he was close to her anyway. In any case, mm. um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a good series. Yeah, cool. You should just you read the first issue, yeah? No, I don't no, think so. damn. Yeah, that's why I didn't pick up issue two. I was confused. Yep. Um, good little mini series in the same uh, realm as the uh, awesome uh, James Stokoe Aliens book that we got. Cool. Okay. Last year. All right. Speaking of James Stokoe, did you know that Orc, um, Orc Stain is coming back? I did not know that. I'm thrilled. Have you ever read it? Uh, no. I can go into all the issues. There was like seven and it ended on a cliffhanger. Which, Amazing. And I think it came out before the last issue of um, S.H.I.E.L.D. by, um, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Hickman. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Weaver. So, yeah, crazy that, to see that, that that book's coming back. Very, very cool. Um, but that's in the future, Siobhan. Um, and uh, if you want to, you know, come back and hear us talk about Orc, Orc Stain, uh, you can do so by listening to us again in the future. That's how podcasts work. Yeah. If you keep listening, you hear us. It's crazy. Um, other things you can do to support the show are um, to head to us, our show, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Serious Issues Podcast, um, or join our group with thousands of other comic book fans talking about comics nonstop, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Serious Issues Podcast. Uh, we are on Patreon, and if you join up right now, you'll not only get access Access to our um, spoiler review of Kill or Be Killed, the entire season mm-hmm. series. You'll also get um, a new upload that's going up as soon as this one goes up, um, featuring Siobhan reviewing a comic book awards. Uh, Look, this is probably only going to be of interest to you. I mean, I, I would be shocked if this was of interest to anyone. Is that a good selling? That's a terrible selling point. Am Can I you- good at selling things? Um, so, so, I just have a, I had a, I have a discussion with my lovely boyfriend Nate, the lovely Nate, about um, my reaction to the Ledger Awards, which is the Australian Comic Book Awards. And when you say my reaction, the way you yeah. did, that makes me think that maybe you did not have that good of a time at these. Which makes me think that you didn't listen to it. Oh right, I've listened to you. I was going <laughs> no, to when I uploaded. I didn't. I didn't have a very nice time. But listen to it. Uh, I feel almost bad because we're a sponsor. Um, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, they have to be a sponsor of our podcast to hear it. So mm. pay up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. You want to support the show? Every little dollar uh, makes it easier to spend more and more time reading comics and talking about them for your enjoyment. Absolutely. So please uh, th- consider supporting us. You get a whole bunch of it's extra cheaper bonus. than buying the comics. That's true. Um, and you can, uh, yeah, you get access to a whole bunch of extra bonus content that we've recorded over the last year. Patreon.com slash Serious Issues Podcast. Find out what Siobhan thought of this thing that I think she didn't like that she can't say on the free podcast. <coughs> yes. Right. Uh, if you want to follow Siobhan on social media, it's at SiobhanCBG and I am at LevDog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. Um, if you're at Splendor in the Grass this weekend in Woo! Australia, I'm DJing every single day. Oh my God. Come and say hi. Have fun. Um, and mention that you like the podcast and I'll play the Batman theme instead of whatever rap song I'm playing at the time. Play Kiss by a Rose. Okay, cool. That that is, that is my Batman theme. Yes. The Batman Forever theme. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, we'll play, we'll play Seal for you. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.